take a sweet. Mm, it's almost that time. Take yeah, man, the Swig Podcast, man. Yeah, we gotta tune in. Man, let me grab this beer right quick, man. Yeah, let me get my drink ready. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know, man, they be talking about all types of stuff on the man, the loggers, the man. There's some beers I ain't never even heard of on there. We about to learn about them, though, yeah. too. Yeah. What's up, world? It's the Beard Brother, back at it with the second part of this wonderful episode. And of course, still by my side, Shani Hadia, the marvelous gift. I'm still in the building, and we really just continuing the conversation. I mean, we took a little pause, got our lives together, ate the fuck out of some chips. Yes, went to the bathroom. <laughs> I still have a baby bladder, so just, just in case y'all want to know that. She probably didn't, but Thank you. we're here now. Thank you, Grandma. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, but we're back with the second half of it, of the conversation, and we finished the Nashville beers. Y'all got our take on it. Um, we have some more, uh, a couple more Black is Beautiful beers lined up. Um, these are Black-owned, uh, Leaders of the Brew School, and Crowns and Hops. So very excited about, you know, just talking about these beers um, and then just two other styles, if the conversations keep flowing, you know, we'll introduce those as they come in. But right now, we're really just kicking it back off, kicking the conversation back off where we left off. Justin had something on his heart. And, like, bring it, like, bring us back to that. Bring it back, bring it back. Hey. So, I know we were talking about, you know, if there's a point of hypocrisy where people are just like, now they're getting on board. Are they getting on board with the movement and understanding that, you know, okay, we get it now? Like, we understand what the struggle is? We're trying to, you know, do what's right and necessary? Or is it more of like they're doing it now just to be doing it, you know? And so... All I have to say is that I don't know, you know, it would be great if they understood like, okay, everybody's talking now. We hear the voice now. We get it. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I really do. Hope, I mean, I, and it could be me being too hopeful, but I really do hope that's, what, that's where we're at right now. Like they actually get it. So I don't think it's necessarily that people get it. I think they want to get it. And so some of it is, some of it is people get it. And they, you know, they might be more advocates than some black folks in, in mm-hmm. situations. But I think a large majority, they want to get it. They agree that, like, black lives matter. But they don't know how to X, Y, and Z. So, yeah. I'm struggling to follow this, and I say that because just out of, like, a place of someone who's worked throughout this state, like, what is it that we want them to get? And I really understand I'm not just petulant to where I don't get that Black Lives Matter. But think about someone from a very rural county in the middle of Tennessee. Oh, like what God. they're really being indoctrinated with is that people of color continuing to move here, continuing to populate at a rate much higher than us is a threat to our survival. You get what I'm saying? So like yeah. I struggle with this conversation sometimes because we live in one of the eight of the 95 counties here in Tennessee that have an urban core. And so when you start talking about Clay County and White County and Ray County, where they tried to ban gay people, like there's some really deep seated conversations around race and they happen in church and they happen in schools and they happen in places that we don't have those conversations or the luxury of really talking to those black folks because of digital divides, because of different things going on. And so as someone who is really under, really understands the state of Tennessee, like sometimes I just struggle like within that that space 
because they, that's a, uncomfortable, like that's something that we're throwing at them that doesn't even really ruminate with what they're dealing with every day, right? That's real because I was reading yeah. the stat because there's only two counties that have a predominantly black population inside the state of Tennessee. That's, uh, I think, Haywood County and Shelby County. Hmm. They're, the two, they're the only two counties in the state of Tennessee that have like a majority black population. And over there, Haywood County... I mean, there's a lot of black people there, but they, you know, like... Are both of those Memphis? No. No, no, they're right no. next to each other, not too far from well, each other. Well, no, Haywood is a little further, but the extension of Shelby is now... Is that Hayward. their area, though? Well, like no, West? not quite, uh-huh. because Haywood is further over. But interestingly enough about Haywood, they have some racial tensions there oh, yeah. because they had a black, a white, and Hispanic homecoming queen for the last several years. So that's, I mean, there's some interesting things going on in the state of Tennessee. An extension of Shelby County is Fayette. And they extended over the actual congressional lines because of the rising minority population in that county. Yeah, I used to work for the state, so I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Being on, because I mean, you only like I mean, it's something to go to East Tennessee and everybody got a little doo wop hairdo and a long, and they got that you know, I was a boy Karen. Yeah, they got that you know, I, let me speak to your manager hairdo, like all over Tennessee. So the thing is, it's like you're right. Like, so what do we want them to see? Because they don't see us every day, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the great yeah. divisions are real. Tennessee is very distinctive based upon the east and the west and Middle Tennessee. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm struggling all that. And everybody knows what it is, though. In your mind, you know what it is. It's a real, real ass conversation, and this nigga say, do wop hair, do Everybody, like, thrown. I couldn't get mad. I was like, yeah, But, you know, that conversation is real because. You know, we want people to get it. We, I started to realize it when, um, like, social medias are different. What yeah. I see on my timeline caters to my life. And I could assume that you see it on, um, on yours, and I would be wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, so even if I'm searching for a pair of shoes... If you've been looking up uh, light bulbs, you're going to see light bulbs on your timeline. I'm going to see shoes on mine. They tailor that shit, right? So if I've been searched, if I go to CNN, I follow CNN. I follow uh, ABC or other Huffington like Post. Huh? Something like Huffington, Huffington Post. Post, you know, more liberal leaning um, outlets. Then Facebook starts to target my timeline be it ads or um yeah the damn thing the algorithms so you know i i really started to realize i'm like yo they they are helping in this divide because they're giving you what you want to see yes i don't want to see no conservative shit up and down my timeline the shit is not where i want to be that's not where i want to be um but i do want to like I, I I think that they need to stop. I don't think that it will. I think in the it last won't. two it years, won't. the conversation around how we're going to market and how we're going to message really just became something that liberals started to pay attention to. Flat out conservatives message better than liberals. I mean, and that's where we are. And that doesn't mean that they have a plan behind it. Remember, they had oh, repeal and whatever it was. And there was no type of legislative policy behind this conversation, right? But these slogans, they sound the really good, right? Real and good. so the marketing aspect is important. But I think it's important to know our first six presidential candidates out the gate, not now, shout out to Kamala Harris, but our first six presidents out the gate, Trump was out, out marketing them on the internet. All together, all together, they were out being out marketed by just Trump's campaign. So 
that's a really interesting conversation around around it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the social media though, right? Like because of redlining, people live in segregated areas, mm-hmm. and oh, so yeah. they are they were already only having conversations with people who look like them and who typically agreed with them. I think you know what has made this current political climate really interesting is that. If you're not afraid to be on the fringes, then you end up, like you mentioned, having an advantage because they can pretty easily say, like, you know, we're anti-immigrant and we're anti-healthcare for all and all of this kind of stuff without feeling sad. Like, they don't feel guilty, but some of our Democratic candidates feel like that they have to toe the line of trying to appease some of those people while simultaneously appeasing Black Lives Matter while not alienating their white voters. Right, and I think it's because of the direction. And I'll, I'll pull back after hear this. Our conservatives <laughs> are all in the same boat, fanning the same seal. Then you have liberals. You know, we have our LGBT population. We have our population rooted around immigration reform. We have our population rooted around so many different pieces. We're all fanning in our cell only. And that's the only cell we're concerned about. So instead of not being worried about what people are doing in their bedrooms, not putting on this one face that all conservatives put on that we all know isn't true. As liberals, we're going in circles because we're all fanning the same cells continuously, and that's whatever is the wind that we want to be caught to that cell, you know? So, I think that's that. that no, 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 no. Listen, that's it makes good. sense. It's very, very and it's... <laughs> Watch me segue this shit. Listen, the, like, Democrats are, like, a collection of people with different viewpoints trying to find the same um the same goal trying to identify the end game that is the same situation with the leaders of the blue school they are a collective of black brewers but they have found their <laughs> you see how did that shit they she, have she found like she did their collective right goal <laughs> <laughs> and that is really to like diversify the craft beer industry so Mm -hmm. it's a collective out of atlanta and um it could consist of like these people on the back of my shirt maybe i'll take a picture you know i'm not about to name them but they're black owned yeah black owned breweries out of atlanta and um they're really just i mean they're really cool people like i said looking to change the narrative of craft brewing and they created this beer that we're drinking right now. This is a coffee stout. So note that. And this one is at 5%. The the um, recipe called for 10. They I don't know necessarily the reason behind the creating the 5%. But when they released it in Atlanta, it was an outdoor event. I pulled up at the event like, fuck, I'm about to, it's hot as shit. I'm about to drink a big ass stout. I'm gonna be sweating. And like I was like stressing because I was like, okay, I'm gonna drink one. That's it, and I'm gonna switch to something else. Well, when I got there, I realized it was five percent. I was like, oh, that's helpful. And <laughs> that shit was helpful. I ain't even gonna lie, that shit was helpful as fuck. I was outside. I was I, I went outside with it. I was able to drink it. Like it because again, it was lighter. It was five percent. So, um, I really enjoyed it in the atmosphere, but I know that, uh, like, as you all were drinking it, y'all had some, some thoughts, concerns, concerns, critiques, 
critiques. I don't know. I feel biased because I'm not really a big coffee person. Mm-hmm. Like, if I go to Starbucks, I'm probably getting one of them damn milkshake-looking. What are those things called? Frappuccino. Yeah, I'm getting one of them joints. Like, I'm not really into coffee. The one I'm drinking coffee is going to be some Baileys in it. Trust me. So, I don't know. To me, I really don't like this, but it's probably because of those coffee notes. It's just not my favorite thing. Okay. That's valid. Yeah, coffee ain't for everybody. No. I would, I would say it's very... Um, it's, it's a situational beer. Like, and, and taught me in the day how you feeling at the time. Like, sometimes, you know, you don't have to drink a cup of coffee in the morning. You might want one in the afternoon. It's kind of that situation. Like, eh, it's, it's okay. I, you know, it's I, the I, coffee, I, like, but... But it's, it's, it's definitely like, you know, it's... Uh, plus, I think it's more of a, a porter flavor. I guess because it's lighter, maybe. But it yeah. I agree. I mean, I think... I, I appreciate the strong coffee flavor. I do like coffee, but I think that's that's the only flavor. It falls a little flat. It's like you get coffee yes. at the beginning, and then it's just like shh. It slides into like no flavor. Um, so, again, the coffee, though, the coffee part of it, the initial taste, I think, was it's nice and bold. I like that. Yeah, my just, my initial thought was it tastes like a flat Coke with chocolate. <laughs> Mm. Um, but I, I like realized that, that the chocolate is coffee, so it tastes like a flat coke with coffee. Um, yeah, but it's it's for what it is to be a five percent stout with coffee and something that you would drink outside. It makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and apologize in advance to these people in case I ever need them to endorse me. <laughs> but this gives me that vibe of if San Pellegrino and a K cup had a baby. Um, I would definitely. <laughs> Drinking oh. at 2.30, going hard. to the afternoon, wait a minute, sliding again. down. Uh, wait, wait, wait. K-Cup and Pellegrino had a baby at 2.30 p.m. beer. That's a battle rap okay. bar right there. Uh, yeah. This is if a San Pellegrino and a K-Cup had a baby. This is what happened. Um, and I could, if I didn't have conference calls or anything really important to do, um, I would definitely drink this at 2.30 to make sure I could make it through the rest of my day and just wind down a little bit. If you could only put this next to the Keurig, it could work. You know, back when we used to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> back in 2019. Remember, we used to be in an office. That place thing called an office. Work was the, the only main difference many brewers still agree on is the kind of malt that should be used to brew each type of beer. Porters use malted barley, and stouts are pr- primarily made of unmalted barley. I mean, unmalted roasted barley, which is where the coffee flavor most people associate stouts come from. So it's unmalted roasted barley that gives the light flavor, but they probably did not use a lot of it. Mm-hmm. They cut the recipe yeah. probably in half. You get a French roast taste from it though, so no complaints. Yeah, you, you get like the for well, what it is. It's coffee. a good warm weather kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Like if I had to put it against like something that actually hit ten percent, it'll lose. <laughs> in my term, I mean, like nine point nine times out of ten, yeah. like it'll be like that one time. If if it's just like that stout was just like not. It's a it's an easy, it's an easy drink. It's yes, a, it's a easy. It still has the flavor, but it's just it's cool. You know, it's five percent. You know what you're gonna get. Right, and it's good for like warmer, much harder weather like this. Yeah, it's cool. You know what you're gonna get. It's like why the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm looking at Justin so I was taking pictures of Justin cause like you had some thoughts on it I mean I had some thoughts you know, about it, some thoughts 
It doesn't taste like a port. This is a porter to me. I'm drinking a porter. It's not a stout. When I get stout, I'm thinking, you know, thick, robust flavor. You know, it's just, this tastes watered down a little bit, honestly. Yeah. So it, it falls in that category for a, a porter to me that does anything else. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. The majority was better, though. You know, little, that mixed baby. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. Can you say that one more time? Just yeah. make sure the people heard it. I said it tasted like if a San Pellegrino in a K cup made a baby. That's it? Yeah. Right. French roast cake. Yeah. Instead of breakfast stout or breakfast porter, we have a 2.30 p.m. <laughs> if Shawnee can drink I that, I need tea time beer. Saturday, I, I can certainly drink that at 2.30 p.m. Listen, when I Living Waters told me they did that, I was like, oh, this is clutch. Thank you. I'll be back. Yeah, I wouldn't. What is this? Mm-hmm. Mm, hold tight now. It's not my like number one choice. But it's like, come on, Inglewood. Is that Inglewood? Oh, this is the Italian one. Inglewood? Let me see. Let me see. It's the essence of Nipsey and Nipsey. I need to know. Nipsey would fuck with this. Okay. Okay. Last time that he chatted, he would. Yeah. You know, I, yo, got, that, I got puns all yeah. day. You know? Yo, that is good. Yeah. That's Are those yeah. Insta Cups that, right there? What is y'all punch y'all palette? Actually, is. I did. I did. Me. Look at you. <laughs> Look. Now we Okay, so now let me tell you. Oh, it's awful. I should never. So now we're going to Yeah. It was hard. It was protected already. No, this tastes like. I don't know. This tastes like a black beer. There's something about this that can. <laughs> it's just it's a beer that niggas can drink. This one. <laughs> yeah, that's your ancestors. It's smooth. There's some authenticity to it. Right. Like your ancestors said, this one. <laughs> this one. This one, my sweet child. They're about to open. <laughs> yeah, 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 Wait, how much? How much grain did you <laughs> did you put in it? I don't know. The ancestors whispered, whispered enough, my child. Yeah. Like that was it. One of those black units of measurement were, were identified. Yeah, now, this right. would be something I would like introduce this, black people to. Like, you know, talking about Yazoo's being like the introductory beer. Yeah. So, I think I would like this. This is the flavor you're talking about. This is, yeah. This is great this is, for black for black people yeah. that are ready. Yeah. I think it's not like <laughs> you want to jump. You're not going thousands of light years. You're just going. Hey, you were in a coma for 10 years. It's 2020, 2010. It's, it's not a, that different. It's it's like, like, Some of the shit y'all talking about is like, well, cave, huh? you call a caveman's future. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, my God, all this shit. And then I think you got to give us time. Once a drinker knows about that this is a, a black-owned brewery and also what they're doing to change craft beer and yes. also their involvement in social justice, yes. it's a seller. Yeah, I yeah. think I, I think I can get a cider drinker. You know your friends who only drink cider, yeah. and it's embarrassing to go to different places. Like, do you have a do you have Angry Orchard? Right? Do you have Angry Orchard? Do you have a cider for me? I can introduce my friend who only drinks cider to this beer. I think that that would which makes me have to recant my Yazoo statement because I would I would yeah. Okay, so this is like I'm really I will say I was concerned. I was initially concerned. Wait, what'd you say, Rachel? Like. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. That was funny. <laughs> I was saying it has a little essence of OE in it, like you're drinking from a 40. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a nigga made this. I feel a nigga. 
It's like, nah, nigga, this. No, but so I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was concerned because uh, pecan pie in my head is sweet. Yeah, that's right. So I was. Yeah, that's what that is. Oh, that's where the So I was nervous that it was gonna be too sweet. Yeah. But it's not sweet at all, really. That's it. It has like the perfect. Like you get pecan. Like it's really light and refreshing, so Tell I am very. Like, I just gotta say this. I'm just Why surprised. You no. uh, I right. think they do. They do. They do. Country okay. ones. Country ones. Okay, I'm like. But, like but I was gonna say, I'm surprised that this is no disrespect to to the West Coast, but I would think this is like a Southern beer, like with that. They did it right. This pecan pie. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to let, this is gonna have to let them know. It's the black activity. Like, Alright, that's where it right is. Now. Here's the black yeah. activity. Yeah, let them know that this shit I'm is. Tell them we're sipping right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is, um, I rock with this. Delicious energy. We need like a picture or a name or something so I remember. This is, it's very this is so you gotta, or, you can order it from Craft Beer Kings. Yeah. Last time I tried. I'm ordering. This is fire. But it, it really, it really does it. So like, it, yeah, everybody is just really. <laughs> this is it. But this, you know what? But this is what I was looking for with, uh, with the beers. Um, something different. Mm-hmm. Taking a base recipe, adding on to it, and how Darren said, like even adding a whole nother layer. So they they did the eight trill pills. And it was just talking about like black people spend eight trillion dollars like that's their spending uh I don't know trend power there we go you know I mean of course the pills come from they making pills now they really are just working on changing the industry and so they are doing the work they are making good beer who more can we ask for of a, of a black company you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying like it really it's <laughs> all really need. But how black people come in the game like ready to ready to make a difference? I really need other businesses to do the same. You, they have to, and even if it isn't necessarily like social justice, but like, what are you coming in passionate about? I should be able to see that. Exactly. Like, but I need it to also be human related. So no, don't come in here on those like save the dogs. Like that's like a. Subsidiary, like that's, that's like give me people saving animals. Yeah, yeah, that's like oh, and you got Sarah and, McLaughlin for that. And, yeah, <laughs> the angels. Like, oh yeah, 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 and we're gonna feed the dog, and we're gonna feed the dog. Like, <laughs> but I needed to be human related, so that's where I want to see things go. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited about this beer. I'm happy that it was good. Yeah, this this is fire. Crown hot. Everybody genuine as fuck enjoying the hell out of the beer. Yeah, it's prayer hands to y'all. We got any more? I feel like a taste of like the salt. Yeah, but it's in a good way. Because you know, at the very end, like, it's kind of lingers in the back. Like, that last little hit, you like, they just brewed a little something. They must have threw it in Thursday the end of the, uh, yeah, the uh, kiln so part, okay. the heating of it, and they just ah just threw a little dash in there. Oh, this is, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's at the very, very end. Like, Black. So. That was crazy. You know, depending on who makes the pecan pie, sometimes <laughs> there's a little saltiness to okay. it. They just like pour a little bit of ham like that. Yeah, like right before it's like while it's baking, they take it out ten minutes in. It's like how a little something. Here you go. 
just throw it in there. <laughs> so, so like bringing that conversation back to Nashville, though. Like, I want to like let's bring it back. Of course, we're looking at a black-owned brewery releasing shit that black people like. Right. Is part of the conversation like who is a part of the beer making process? Who who comes up with the recipes? That you know what I was gonna think because the beer craft brewery beer that introduced me to this was is Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. Brooklyn is in uh is in it's in New York in, in Brooklyn and they have a great brown ale that's amazing. Their IPA is great, really? but now it's, it is white owned. The but, style series is delicious. Oh, the style series, the, uh, Even Cezanne, the black chocolate style. Yeah, that's crazy. But their um, owner is white, but the brewmaster is black. Yeah. So the owner, he just does his thing, gets the capital, does his, his song is and dance to sell it. It's called Brooklyn, Brooklyn. and it's got Brooklyn a dope beat. Yeah. It, it's 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 amazing. But they um, mm-hmm. but the brewmaster is black, so black it's a great introduction mm-hmm. to a lot of black people because. Black him being a black brewmaster, he understands the flavor and those black people right. like. Right. And if black people like flavor, everyone else is going to like it. Yeah, Garrett Oliver. Say that again for the people. Say it a little louder for people in the back. If black people like it, everybody else is going to like it. Yeah, that's, that's real. real. I mean, that's, that's what real. food, that's what music, that's what art. That's what That's the realest shit that was said. Like, right. if black people like it, everybody else is going to like it. So that's what you focus on. Focus, we focus are on the standard. We are the standard when it comes to certain things. When it comes to oh, yeah. art, food, music, things like that, just focus on the black It's one of the last releases. Okay, so this is the Naval Gazer by New Heights. It's their rendition. Yeah, me too. Cumberland Cash Whiskey Barrel Age sat in 35 months in these barrels. So you're getting every drop of the booze like you would from the bottle of that whiskey. Oh, this is the one y'all were talking about. Weird, no. She's asleep. She's asleep. It's boozy. This is no. This is navel gazer. Uh, New Heights Cass. 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 Cumberland Cass Barrel Age. They aged it for 35 months. This would have been real great if this was I get plum. Great. I get plum on this. Yes. Yeah, it tastes like a plum. Or a plum. Yeah. 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 Plum. It's very much like a dried stone fruit kind of thing. It really reminds me of barley wine. This, this, this is very along the lines of barley wine. Yes. When I say so, stone fruit, that means okay. just the seeds in the middle of the fruit. Yeah, that's, not that's all the stone. That's good. I don't yeah. enjoy barrel-aged beers, so... No? I mean, it's good, but it's not my thing. Like, this is... Oh, uh, this is... I have a very small... You give me anything barrel-aged? It's too greasy. Uh, we think about Run that. We don't think about founders. Throw them in the garbage. We don't think about founders. They, they oh, racial man. racial shit. They're racist. Really fucked up. Oh, yeah. uh, that's why they brought that's why they brought the sister in who's there now. Right. Fixed right. 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 Really anything that's barrel aged, like I'm going to pay atten- pretty yeah, close attention to. I agree. So like it could be Anheuser Busch doing a Bud Light barrel aged something. I'm like I don't do barrel aged Bud Light, but. It's barrel Do I give it a shot? Yeah. I don't know. Find so, out next week on Dragon Ball Z. Do you think if we have a tasting, if we have a it's tasting okay. with some of the barrel aged stuff, that you know it would be beneficial for black people? Like, 
I'm just trying to get to what yeah. would intrigue so. us. I think because it has that depends on what the barrel is from. We like flavor alcohol and alcohol percentage. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. like we every like person I know likes Kentucky uh, bourbon ale. When you that's inside it. it, even if they don't fuck with beer, yeah. they're like, I fuck with that Kentucky bourbon ale. That's that's how yeah. like the I get that. They all feel the time. like they're drinking some shit. Like I don't feel I like it's something. Oh, that. this is how beer needs to be. Yeah, that's like, oh, this is this is beer. So yeah, so that was like you had that gathering. Yeah, it's not the last one. Yeah, because they're gonna estimate that one. That one they gonna you got to put a little something on that bit because. Those joints don't they, yeah. they 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 cost a little bit, but all you need is like if you if you get the one like 16, 16 ounce or some shit yeah. like that, you gonna feel good off of that one joint. Like yeah. you gonna you gonna be floating. Yeah, I do feel like you have to get like if you were to get a black people on the beer, you have to have a nice variety. God dang, oh you have a nice variety <laughs> of beer. Um. So even I, compared to something they might have it with. So I'm thinking sort off the top of my head of like, yo, if somebody a little Budweiser, a nice little thick taste to it, I won't get no Sea Dog blueberry wheat beer because no. it's, a, right. it's a wheat beer, mm-hmm. kind of got that same little thickness to it, but you get a little flavor. Like, oh, that just remind me of a, it literally tastes like blueberry beer. And like, okay, you know, yeah. then I'll venture out to other things, but they might have to get something to compare to something. You know, like with Guinness, I will get Guinness and match it with whatever stuff we had earlier. We had a good bit of them. I'll yeah. match it with that. Like, yo, I know you love Guinness. Try this right here. Yeah. Like, you gotta, it's, you really have to introduce it, it, compare it. to something else. So, because, you know, we, we love to stick to one thing and we ride it. don't taste like that, that thing, you don't like it. Look, it we it, got it, our own Hennessy. We ain't That's even going outside is, of Hennessy. Is it the presentation, though? Like, putting them through things together? Like, hey, I know you like this, but try this today. Yeah. yeah. No, you almost have to, like, you almost have to dare them. Like, yo, you like this? Oh, I'm about to get you fucked up. And they'd be like, uh, okay, all right. And you can't and then, charge them for it because they about to spend no money on them beers. They're like, you know what? Nah, no, they might they money. might put a little something on it, but you can't, like, you got to cover the gap. You, you at least it. cover, like, you got to at least cover the gap. Yeah, but, do, yeah. Do it in the gathering. You got to be in the gathering. Because when they find out, when they used to buy $4 Miller Lite or Coors Light, and now these beers eight nine dollars. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You got to cover the gap. So yeah. if that's what if they used to spending twenty dollars in a night and getting six joints and feeling good, then okay, if it costs thirty two dollars, you got to cover that twelve dollar gap. Right. So yeah, but like I'm gonna need gonna you to pay that right. twenty. Well, if you bought me my first round of this, I will continue to drink it. I mean, I don't necessarily love it. I feel like it's raisin this mixed with cough syrup, the vibe that I get, right? But I really like the alcohol content. Did you say raisin it? Cough syrup. I'm giving analogies. You know what? Wait, it's, it's, it's the fact that you come out of nowhere. I, I, You're like, I'm oh. fucking with it. Like, I thought about it, and my palate look, started saying yes. I said, look. I taste the raisin that's right there. I smacked my lips one good time. I was like, that's the raisin that. That's what people drink it because they're like, they compare it to. Everybody's had resin raisinets before. So you know what? Oh, tell them about the cost. Can we sit here for a little while? Because this is pretty strong. We can just sit here. What's our pretty strong ass? It's real strong. Very. It's 13.2%. Shouts out to New Heights. There's another beer after this, right? There's a barrel aged stout that I drink that's 18. That's crazy. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm going to say it cold. And every now and then, I'll be trying to venture out there. Like, I get my four packs. Where I don't know if something like 
when I'm spending, I'm like, I know I got at least four of these. Even though I can buy a big one, it's the same amount. I got four. I'm looking at four different beers that I got. Mm-hmm. I spent the same amount. Where I, could, I could have bought this one bottle. It's not the same. It's not worth it. Mm-mm. Same amount of liquid, but, but I got four beers. You got to think about the quality. Like, people buy Patron over Casamigos because mm-hmm. of the quality associated with it. So yeah. that's that's kind of how you gotta sell craft to black people. Because if I could buy something for four dollars as opposed to something for eight dollars, that's like right. or wait, wait, you can get a rapper to do it. That's what I say. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Not that great tequila. Can you can you can you repeat that? Was say that again? If we if we put this in a song, we just need like I mean you know back in the day people drank Smirnoff Ice because Ludacris said and it was never good. It was also oh, never good. Yeah, now they have people drinking, yeah. drinking uh, <laughs> tequila. And I'm like, yo, there's a lot of really great tequilas out here. You know, Patron is not it. So... <laughs> So basically, you gotta put sexiness in craft beer. Exactly. Like you gotta make it seem exclusive. Like the Sexy way, like, swagger. Like another one of the examples, like so, like I, I like vodkas, right? I like I like good Russian potato vodka. And but then people, oh man, you ain't fucking with the Ciroc. And I'm like, that shit is just not all that to me. I know it just it just looks sexy, like Grey Goose. Like you know what's crazy? Like Smirnoff actually gets better ratings than Grey Goose in some parts of the world. But people look at Smirnoff because they don't have this glitzy shit like it's a shit vodka. But they don't buy Grey Goose, which is like, why am I even? Grey Goose got a little fogged out bottle. It's a rap song. It will be fine. If I like it, yeah, if I like it, but you gotta make it feel like I'm exclusive. Like you gotta brag, like yo, oh, oh, you still fucking with Miller Lite, man? We craft over here. You gotta be arrogant. Cocky. You gotta be rude Sexy. about it. Just like the way like you introduce everything, everything that's black nerdish. Just the way you introduce Star Wars and Star Trek. You gotta say that to like, yo, you ain't no Spock, Shadell, motherfucker. You don't fuck with Spock. You gotta be tough. <laughs> yeah, you you ever see a hand solo there and Chewbacca ripping arms off, droids and shit? You whack as hell, you don't fuck with Chewbacca. That's how I feel. So like my thing is like, you gotta, come, you gotta throw it. That's how I that's feel. How I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe you don't fuck with Star Wars, or maybe you ain't that type of nigga that knows Star Wars. That's what it is. I really do got you got to put people on because I've had like my first. I had like when I first had a craft beer, I had like IPA and stuff like that before. Like, okay, that's cool, good. But when, my, when I left my job, my homie was like, "Yo, you, you drink? I heard you drink craft beer." Like, right. so we went out and like he put me on like different things. Like, oh well, you never had this before. But let me tell you about this right here. And like that's how I got put on the craft beer. When I really do believe that we just have to put people on. Yeah, like that, you just really have to yeah, you, have to, you have to guide them too. It's like you, you just gotta sushi in that way, like you, yeah. It's you gotta exactly. make sushi be like you gotta start with the California. That's roll. what the California. Roll. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. What's the California roll of craft beer though? Yazoo. It's the California roll of sushi. But you know the crazy part about? I feel like you said it too quick. You want to look at Yazoo. If you want to look at different styles. You probably have to put stout as like the beer to kind of get put people on because with IPA they can be a little bit too hoppy. People are like, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't like this. Like, no, she can only get a taste, but you might get a little, more, you get more flavor out of that. So people are like, oh dang, I do taste the the uh, the waffles and honey in this beer in this stout. So you know, what's going on with it. Speaking of waffles and honey, the the one that we're smelling now is the dirt pudding from Southern Grist. Now, it ain't got no fucking waffles and honey in it. 
But oh, it does have that sweetness <laughs> of waffles and honey. It has it has um Oreo. I mean Oreos was it? Right? It has Oreos, it has chocolate pudding, it has motherfucking gummy worms. Oh wow. Chocolate pudding and gummy worms. That's right. Gummy worms. That segue was excellent. Wasn't it? That was two wonderful segues. See, I can't tell her nothing now because she is two for two for right now. Two for two on the segues. I want to be more tactful about this. You are the director of segues for the podcast. That's your new job role. It's like, we don't have a segue. Give me two minutes. But so, so this is why. It's a gummy and chocolate more than anything. So listen, it's complex as fuck, right? This is why Kramer was upset because they did something like this for a random ass release. But the Black is Beautiful beer just like had a hint of vanilla. Like we felt like. And popped up out of nowhere. And popped up out of nowhere. So it would have just been cool to have seen them put the Southern Grist spin on it. Yes. It would have been cool. We got to think about it. And I, I, I hate it. I had this conversation with him. Go ahead. I I know know they, they got, I mean, with Black like School Beer, they put everything out of their pocket for this. Like, that whole entire beer, they have to pay dollar for dollar for it. Only not making any profit of it. But the so, honestly, me, they, get, they, I mean, get, they get their money for back, me, though. Because I'm Black is beautiful Profits. to me. I love Black. Yeah. I love being Black. I love being Absolutely. Black. Oh, if I was making black, oh, you about to have a little bit of everything in there. Like, I'm talking about you about to have four different variations of different type of flavors. But because I know that everything I put into it is going to 100% go to a nonprofit organization that I appreciate and care for. But if you know good and well, you ain't about to make no money, I hate admit, I pray to God that I'm wrong. I hope I don't like being right, and I hope that I'm wrong. But I will feel like that if I'm putting something into it 100% of my Everything I put into it, I'm not making any money off of it. You know what? I might just go to bare minimum. So not saying that's right, but, but that's I'm the you, thought process. I'm with you on a recipe, but what's the excuse for the marketing? But that's because what I'm saying. I have no excuse for marketing. I'm mad with them. Okay. I heard that like argument. I, I agree with it. So I can go with that as like, okay, so we're out here, gotta do the bare minimum, but like, you popped it up out of nowhere. This dirt pudding, you had a story hinting at this on a Tuesday. Wednesday, you released a picture. And then Thursday, you're like, oh, this is what we're doing tomorrow at this time. Their Blackest people was like, we got it. It's available at 10 a.m., but it's 9.55 a.m. of the release date. So, good <laughs> luck. What, 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 what did you expect? What, what, what would you simply expect as a, a group that doesn't cater or target job in 100% of what I do every single day how am I 
authentically representing people who did not have my lived experience. And mm-hmm. if you don't have access to do that, you're never going to give 100% to something that, that is you not don't for know. people who no, that's, right? that's real. Yeah. And yeah, to answer yeah. your question... But if y'all want somebody, y'all can hire me. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all can, yeah, you can hit them at Broad Circles on Instagram. Y'all can handle that there. But to answer your question, though, is like, for me... You got to just keep what you're doing for your releases as Southern Grist. I'm not looking for you to take mm-hmm. two weeks out of your promo schedule to make sure you're selling your Black is Beautiful. Right. If you're going to do your dirt pudding or your, what's the one they just released? Uh, Shit. Uh, oh, Crazy Squares. Crazy, crazy Squares. Right. If you're going to drop a hint on Tuesday about your Crazy Squares on Friday, I wanted to see that effort. For your Black is Beautiful drop. Yeah. Like, where was your clue for Black is Beautiful on Tuesday getting ready for Friday release? Yeah. Like, that's that's what kind of bothers me. He was like, oh, it felt like, you know, when, like, you have a bag of hot cheetos and someone's like, oh, let me get something. Like, here, take something, you'll be, be bagging ass. Like, like that, okay, it, like, had that essence. <laughs> right, you're welcome. Um, but it's no. just like, here, nigga, damn, here's Black is Beautiful. Shit, right. with your bagging ass. Huh? Go on. Right. And like, but right. I always, like, don't have partly because God loves a triple gift. But I'm mm-hmm. like looking at it too. It's like, well, I guess, and let me question you, like, what, what, what in drinking this beer or in this brewery, like, thought they would do anything different? To me, it's it's expected. Like I don't expect anything to stop targeted or have black people as a whole or a half or whatever they're doing to cater to them without it being we can make some money or what's the advantage Uh, of this? Not actually caring for the cost. There's some. We have a right to hold their their feet to the fire. Oh yeah. You're gonna go through the effort of putting black is beautiful on your hands, so they still got to print that. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying use their ink. Yeah. So don't put it on your pants if you don't mean it. Yeah, I get your question. You're asking. I'm just like, isn't that what we already expected for them to do? Like, hold the people to you don't know what to expect with this release. At the same time, you don't know what to expect with this release. No one's releasing that like normal. It's not like a yearly thing you're doing. Right. It's not a series you are doing. It's an issue thing that you're doing. Yeah, it's just like, you respond, you're like, oh, someone says something. We'll just give those two people some. They They ain't gonna say nothing else. Yep. Y'all think that's where they were at? Like, we, that's how y'all get it? I mean, I I don't know much about the release, but I'm just saying, like, as my thought process in general at this point, it's just, I don't expect it was, it was. What you you show, you show your true colors. I did get you to and you did and now I'm mad at you because you actually showed your true problems. Like, yeah, like I expect this. And this why you have to have, yeah, have, have, have competent what people can I do? on your board when it comes to stuff like this. Now, I'm going to throw a curveball. Yeah. I've always wondered, you know, I like to try to think outside the box every now and then. Now, I do wonder if, so like we have what, two or three breweries at, in Nashville with the Black and Beautiful, they're donating to Gideon's Army. All right. I love Gideon's Army. I love Ms. Fatuga and all of them doing for the community. I wonder if they even know that they're receiving these funds because usually getting these armor, they might want to say, hey, you know what? We are, you know, this brewery is y'all doing yada, yada, yada. You know, go out there and support because the money funds is coming to us. Right. Maybe they, maybe getting decided not to go that route, but I would like to know because I follow them on social media and all platforms. They would say, hey, you know, X, Y, and Z donating. Their brewery is having this fundraising. All the beers that we sell is coming straight to us. Go out there and buy it. But I think you have to be so careful, though, right? Because, like, 
as a nonprofit, a lot of times you're giving like okay. people so, interpret yeah. your your decision yeah. to take it's money very, as an yeah. endorsement yeah. 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 of right. that right. organization. Absolutely, because the funds yeah. have to go towards their mission. For they the assume yeah. that those donors are then going to come in and tell you how to run your organization. Right. So mm-hmm. if everything that an organization is doing mm-hmm. is not supportive of Black Lives Matter then they assume like maybe you know they're gonna influence Gideon's army and I think Gideon's army has gotten a lot of I don't know if this is true but it's gotten more attention since the tornadoes and they they had a really strong response and so are there now people who wanted to get on that bandwagon and be like I'm pro Gideon's army but in reality never cared about North Nashville it's possible it's very possible. I mean, look at it. This could be your introduction. Right. But I think from but Gideon's I, army yeah. standpoint, it's like you have to be careful that everybody who's hopping on your bandwagon because there's a catastrophe does not mean that they're actually your mm-hmm. friends. And so, you, you know, you got to be careful around like who you promote on your social media. That would bother me for a long time yeah. because I, I used to, I work with a founder at. Pearl Cone when I was at when I was working there. Mm-hmm. So like you know, I followed them. I'm just like, I wonder. Cause like most people when they say that, you know, hey, we're having a fundraiser, some people, some people we're having this event, you know, proceeds are going to, you know, this organization or whatever, or they come to us, they'll promote that a little bit. But you know, I've always wondered in the back of my mind, I was like, well, dang, I didn't see any of the mystery thing about it at all. Yeah. Because I'm gonna go out there and buy it because that's I mean get his orders the first thing I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go buy it for for us. Anything black with I'm gonna try if I got money, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to him, you know? Sure yeah. Enough. So that was the thing that was back in my mouth. Thank you for clarifying that. I appreciate that because it was bothering me for a little while. No, that's real. So, you have to make sure that you at least reach out to the whatever entity you're donating to. Yeah. Don't just go blindly because you don't know no. that. Like, do you I mean, understand? Do give the money. Do yeah. give the money. No, yeah. no, no. If y'all are listening, do give the money. No, do <laughs> attempt. No, do attempt to give the money. But you should absolutely check to make sure that your values align with theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if they're some, in some capacity, you know, that they they might vary. Like, right. they're just, yeah. they're, there's a level of due diligence that you need to do if you're donating. And, and not just like, oh, well, I just want to donate. I'm going to just go to their website. Click. Mm. And I think it's, it's definitely incumbent upon us. We have these people who want to come out as allies. We got to press them. So, for example, we got all these breweries coming out, local breweries. How do we press them? You come out with this black is beautiful, but what does that mean? Yeah. How do we press you? How do you... I don't even want to press them. I really want them to come to us and be like, you know what? I hear black is beautiful. Why is it beautiful? You ask me the questions. Because like, if you're really sincere about the cause and everything that you mentioned, oh, we stand in solidarity, yada, 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 you need to be hollering at us. Yeah. To really be like, you know what, I'm I truly want I'm not doing it because it's a fad, it's you know, it's a wave, it's a vibe and stuff like that. No, you come holler at me, be like, yo, I need to meet you or where you at in the trenches and try to understand, okay, is black is beautiful, is that just a key phrase? What comes behind that black is beautiful? What is beautiful about by being black? Mm-hmm. Why should I continue to care about black people in all things that encompasses around black people? Because, like, I'm tired of you catching on the wave and the vibe and you saying things. Because right now, if you think about it, how much of, besides the Black Beautiful line, because we're beer drinkers, we hear it and we yeah. talk about it. How many websites have you gone to and still see people say they stay in solidarity? Or they're talking about what the plans that they're doing mm-hmm. about staying in solidarity being there for black people? Yeah. People did that for a wave for the first three, four, first two months or two or three months. As of now, what you hearing now? Yeah, now what? Not a damn thing. What's your plan? What's your vision? 
What's your thing to incorporate the black people and in, in the, the work that, that you do every day? What's I'm that? not hearing that. Maybe I'm not looking at the right place and I'm saying I don't play to know everything or see everything. But maybe I'm missing something because it's kind of died down yeah. a little bit. We, we we look for the what? No, but I mean, we, you have to you yeah. have to be real. Like the the media cycle is really what drives the narratives. Right, wrong, and indifferent. Now, it's not the only thing that go that's going on because in Nashville. You have the people's, uh, oh, what is it? The people's, the people's, no. What? The, the cat, the, the people from, like, some of them are from Vandy Divinity that, uh. I know you're talking about. Yeah, that they're protesting. They've been protesting for 60 days straight. Mm Mm-hmm. At the Capitol. At Ida B. Ida B. Wells Wells. Plaza. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The People's Plaza. Matter of fact, that's what the fuck they call it. The People's Plaza. So you have them that's out there doing the work and it's consistent. Yeah. But Channel 5 not down there recording everything. They're not doing continuous coverage. So you, the average Joe Blow who watched the 5 o'clock news is not seeing what these people are doing. So unless you follow something on social media... Like, if the mainstream media is not covering it, is not making it mainstream, then you're not going to see it. Now, now, that's the way. Well, I, just, I do want to yeah. clarify that that's not to say that the momentum has not fell off. I do fully agree mm-hmm. with the momentum. But the people who are at the core of it are absolutely still out there. Mm-hmm. They're still doing the work. The people who, who protested, who demonstrated who fucking rioted, those people, they pushed uh, an agenda and, and got some change in some in some instances. And there yeah. are some other ways through social media that people have started to put pressure on companies. Like, one of the cool things about social media is that you can bring people, like, from all over the world who used to be affiliated with the organization. Like, say, for example, if you were to create a... Um, there's a lot of Instagram pages out there that are former employees of Google... Or former employees of Nike who are who are sharing stories of the ways in which those companies have or haven't lived into their values that they state that they have. I've seen a lot of private schools do that. It was like yeah. black ad insert private school. Like my old, uh, I grew up in private school, so like my old private high school has one like that, and my story got shared on that. But it's like, oh, like people are having way different experience. What it should be is like people read that and like, oh, they had a whole different experience than I did. Like, white people should read that, but whatever their reaction is to it is their reaction to it. But like, what it should be is like, oh shit, like I had a great time, but like, first time I went, this person right here, like I know this story. They felt like that. Oh, damn. Like, that's crazy. I'm like, I'm sorry that happened. Let me fix that. But. Mm-hmm. You still got the dummies out there, like, oh, they just making that up. Like, why will we make up our feelings being hurt? Like, exactly. You know, no. after because the momentum has now died down, you don't have tens of thousands of people with the teens for equity marching on the Capitol. Right. But you can still tell people, like, if you want to put out there that you say Black Lives Matter, you're going to do these diversity statements. Like, let's talk about how they're actually working in your company. Right. Those kinds of movements still can happen and can still be financially impactful for the companies who are right. And that's what we were saying the last 
on our first part of the episode, it's just like, okay, what's next? Like, what are you... Yeah. That's probably the what next question. What's the plan? Like, like you, yeah. you create a message. I'm all about action. So if you create a message, you say you're going to do this in front of all the entire world, okay, what is your plan? Like, what, what's the action step behind it? Yeah. This, this is the what, test now. now what happens see, when the cameras turn off? Yeah. Now we're going like, to see who's legit. Yeah. Like, you know, it's the most important part. Like, we talk about momentum dying and things of that nature. I know we we're going to have a conversation about, like, you know, Nashville being, like, that city that was, you know, not really about, you know, it was part of a, it was a super right city at one point in time. What? But not, but it's, it's quiet, kind of quiet down in the fourth mm-hmm. moment. People tend to forget about the history. Like yep. that. Yeah. So, we, yeah. I, yeah. That's my we want to talk yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. I used to do radio, so I know. But yeah, no, I It's funny you said that because um, being from Jersey, um, growing up, yo, we never heard nothing about Nashville and Kansas Civil Rights. Oh, no. Like, all I, like, and I, we were talking about before we were on air, but um, Selma, Birmingham, Atlanta, mm-hmm. some other southern places. Even I heard about the um, sit-ins in, in North Carolina, mm-hmm. right? But it never really clicked to me that the role that Fisk, ABC, and Lewis and all them played, you know, right here in Nashville with Woolworths. And yeah. um, it's sad it took me to move here to really understand that this is a huge part of of, of the struggle right. was here in Nashville. If it, I'm not it's mistaken. Not, it's not the biggest. Right. I think James Lawson and what they did for the student organization movement in terms of really bridging together Fisk and Meharry and American Baptist College were, were pivotal points, if not the most pivotal points um, right. and for the development of the civil if, rights movement. If I'm not mistaken, I think pretty much the sit-in movie is low-key started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. James, James yeah. Lawson yeah. taught all the students how to come together, yeah. how to be happy. Uh, actually, my uncle was a part of those original sit-ins here when he went to Tennessee State back way uh back in the day not really super back in the day but 70s. yeah 60 but it's even crazy that six even, or something like that he yeah. he got arrested at those so it's just like learning about that and knowing that like yeah. it, it took me my uncle and my mom telling me about that and he was like you know your uncle got arrested here for the sit-in so i was like where he does not talk about that but she's like yeah he was at tennessee state he was part of the reason why they organized it at Woolworths when it was first here. Oh, wow. So I was like, but don't you think it's crazy that even another thing, just being a, a, a northerner, like I wasn't even aware of how many HBCUs were in Nashville. Like that's nothing. Not, like no one even talks about TSU is one of the biggest, largest public HBCUs in the nation. And it's like being right. a northerner. Yeah. I, obviously, I knew about Atlanta. And you know, you know, you don't know about Nashville. Nashville is slept on when it comes to civil civil rights. But see, it's a lot within Nashville's culture that people don't realize was influenced by black people. A lot of people think, I'm sure we all know this, Music City came from country music, and it did not. It came from when the Fisk Jubilee singers went over and sang for the Queen of England, and she said, Oh my God, they sound like angels. I'm going to call Nashville the Music City. Um, And I think that's an important part. Like, Nashville just bridges together a lot of gaps that. We don't really aren't able to identify with because I think Memphis gets a lot of accolades in Tennessee because of the Lorraine Motel and where mm-hmm. MLK went and the yeah. labor movement. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Memphian. However, I feel like as someone who understands organization and how important that is in community development within our Wellstone Triangle, that Nashville is a pivotal part of our civil rights movement. But I think that's a yeah, lot to real. do with just black culture in general because if uh, we're talking about, and I was thinking about this earlier, I'm going to bring this point up a little bit later on. It's about, we get a chance to look at uh, Fayette. Um, and they're in Fayette County and Tennessee City. 
learned about that when I went there and did some more school business a long time ago. Had no idea how important it was with uh, with blacks and the voters movement during that time frame. But all I have to say is that, you know, a lot we're one generation away from hearing our, our family and our parents like being involved with stuff. And they don't talk about it because of the post-traumatic that came along with Absolutely. it. It's just like, yo, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, dang, like I had a, my, like I found a couple years ago, like my mom was in the march one time. I'm like, well, dang, why is she not? They, they don't talk about it because they still deal with the pains from it yeah. and dealing right. with it. That's real. So, and that's what, I think that's what happens. One thing I, I love black culture, one thing I hate about it is that we don't share that information because that's part of our DNA and can really make, shape our future. We don't and, write about it. We talk about it. We no, do. we talk about it a lot of times. No, no, no. We, we, tell, we will tell some stories. No, we enough. will try to pass yeah, okay, it. Yeah, okay, that's it. I'll take that. We will try. What you say? We don't talk I'm, enough. We don't talk enough yeah, about we, it. No, yeah, we don't. I don't feel like we talk enough. We don't go in depth. I, I agree, like, mm-hmm. we don't go in depth. But you get something, you, you get some semblance of a story. You get, you know what is going on. But we don't talk about it. We don't strategize. We don't plan right. based off of it. Like, it, we... We and I think a lot of people like they don't know how we're going to take it, how we're going to receive it, because it was so traumatic to them. It's like, well, dang, if I tell them the story, tell them what happened, would it cause that same type of trauma on them? Right. Or they'd be like, you know, same this helped give my foundation for that kid. It'd be like, you know what, dang, I got to step it up a notch. I got to do a little bit more because you overcame that. Right. But as, as helicopter parents giving us the hard and fast and we're an immediate gratification type of generation, mm-hmm. that's scary for them, right? Yeah. And so it's trauma that they haven't processed because let's be real, mental health and therapy is not something we discussed. Well, and so when you're really yeah. talking about the fact that I had ketchup poured over my head, mm-hmm. I had mustard poured over my head, I had hot coffee poured in my lap, I was called this, I was called that. Like, our parents don't want to rehash that shit with us. I don't know you know what I'm saying? But it has mm-hmm. to happen. And a lot of these conversations that someone who works with the elderly... I don't hear them until they're having lucid moments in nursing homes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you hear what they're saying and you like, Jesus, like, where was this wealth of knowledge then? And I just feel like in addition to the financial aspects that we can improve upon, us really having those stories passed down are super important in terms of us understanding our history so we don't repeat this shit. Because we are here now. Like, now it's like, what would you have done if you were part of the Civil Rights Movement? Because that shit is right here at our front door right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's really important. So, let me bring breweries into it because I want them because they listen to this shit. Yeah, they do. So, is there something (laughs) that they can do to help us create that platform? Yeah, open your doors to us. You do not have to march in the streets with us. Open your brewery to let us make signs. Help us get the permits that we need. Have milk Mm -hmm. stored up in case people are tear gassed. Like, there are active steps that you can take to be passively in that role because we understand respectability politics comes into play and that you have to walk a fine line. But if you are going to be supportive of that of that movement, be supportive of that movement in other ways. It doesn't have to be primary. You don't have to put your name up there. There can be secondary and tertiary ways that you can really come out and support the movement, but you have to put that work in. Yeah, support, support candidates. Uh, allow yeah. Allow your your brewery to be a space not only for drinking and gathering, but educating people. Um, my grandfather used his barbershop for like voting rights education, among other things, SCLC meetings. Use your brewery for that. Mm-hmm. Whatever community, especially like a lot of these white breweries that are opening in black communities, don't just be don't just be there. Be mm-hmm. part of it. Who's whoever's running, who are the candidates, bring them in there. You have caps meeting, have caps meetings there, you know, for your local, you know, police departments. Um, use your space 
for education, for empowerment, um, and just changing shit. And right. also recognize that young people are always at the forefront yes. of social change. That's it. That's so a it. lot of the reasons that our parents didn't tell these stories is because as young people, we end up being so critical. A lot of the things that they 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 won through hard-fought protest, we came up as young folks and we were like, this world is not enough for us. This world is not that, like, this isn't great. We need to change a lot of stuff. The only way that we're going to get to this point with this younger generation is to make sure that we're supporting them. So to the extent that you can look at young people, our population between 18 and 22, between 18 and 24, those people who are willing to take risks, who are willing to dream big, who don't accept the world as it is and are willing to do what it takes to make change, those are the people who you can invest in. You can have them work in your brewery. You can give them the platform to run your social media. You can take their advice when they tell you what their generation That's wants. That's very important when they listen to their advice. Like, take that right. shit. <laughs> I mean, stop you. Go ahead. Keep going. Like, I mean, keep... they know their people. And that is the, you know, in three or four years from now, those are the people who are going to be buying your beers. And if you're not with it, then you're going to be behind the game. They're going to be looking at you mm-hmm. like the old crew. Well, and they're going to be wrong with what's next. Yeah. Just like the people who are no longer in service right I'll now, people who sure. don't exist anymore. They were old news. And, and, you know, so look to the young people as your leaders. I do believe they have to make, you know, there was a great philosopher out of South Carolina by the name of Charlemagne de God. And, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's from my home state you know April 3 all day but um he really you know I do believe that they have to make an impact on the economical standpoint for African Americans or the black or people of color communities in order to make that thing happen because okay voter registration and all the stuff yeah 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 but what do we like at the most right about now Bread. Yeah. Bread. Well, Yo, do what you got to do to support those organizations. Even if, you, okay, I know Gideon's Army is like the forefront right about now for, um, I'm sorry, for Black and Beautiful. But go ahead and introduce to the other people. You know, you got, um, what's the organization you in? Um, <laughs> you know, Urban League. Urban League. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, <laughs> go ahead, sponsor some of those events that they host every now and then. Send them a six pack every now and then. Like, you know what? Here, try our beers. Every, like, 24 pack. Stuff, or, or suitcase. Whatever you want to do. You know? <laughs> Donate those things or be active in the economic standpoint and forefront in those areas. So, therefore, I mean, long term, you may be giving away two or three things, but in the long term, it could be more beneficial down the, down the road. Can I be proactive? Can I just throw out, because we were talking about breweries in the Nashville area, specifically, you can sponsor a tour with Black Street Tours. I know she's not doing it right now, but sponsor a tour with Black Street Tours and let everybody that comes to your brewery after the tour get 50% off a beer. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Bars. Bars. That's easy. Boom. That's money. Bars. From the government name is <laughs> But I do Bars. think that's the most important thing. Like they do have to be proactive with some of the act like they, they come with all the other creative ideas to do everything else under the sun. You know, if you really want to, you know, really make an impact within our culture, get talk to people within the culture and you know, and don't just have a conversation. Have conversations, pro that bad boy, do it more than once, yeah. have it more mm. frequently, so therefore mm. that you know you have a direct pipeline between the two different cultures or different communities within Nashville to make a change and make promise. Mm. That's a, it doesn't take a whole lot. It, take, it takes a little bit. Yeah, a little effort. Mm. A little effort. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's so, a little bit of work. Basically what Justin's saying is talk to the Swig Podcast. <laughs> That's where you get the information you need. Message. 
<laughs> yeah, man. We wanna we wanna thank y'all for joining us. Um, it's we've been drinking it, huh? It's over already. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, the recording man. side of it is. Okay. Yes. The recording we'll side. Of it. Turn on <laughs> we can, yeah, we will keep going. Yes. We will keep going. Um, we we appreciate it because like. First off, we we're glad y'all um got to taste the Black is Beautiful beer, mm-hmm. but also just giving your input as Black beer drinkers and your thoughts on Black everything. Yeah, shit, craft <laughs> shit, beer everything. culture, Let's just call what it is. all of that shit, right? Um, so again, we thank y'all for joining us. Yes, and as always, you can follow me and Shani on the Sway Podcast on all social media if you want. Everything with the bearded brother. Follow the bearded brother on all social media. How can I keep up with you, Shani? The Black Bear Experience. The Black Bear Experience. Uh, you can follow me the- on Instagram. Um, if you're a Black Bear drinker, join the Facebook group. Or if you're um, an ally, join uh, like a page on Facebook. Like support. Have a good night. Drink up. Hey. 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 Put your glass to the Swig Podcast and keep toasting. Uh.